Welcome, Schmodown fans, to episode 30 of Talkin' Schmodown. I am Josh the Merc Rainer, and I am here to talk about this amazing week in the Schmodown. We had a couple of really good matches. Uh, this week, I will be discussing the New York Live event that took place on August 31st. This was uh, a hell of a match, or a hell of a, an event, with uh, two great matches, and uh, I am so excited to get into them. So, as always, I have one question for you. Are you ready to talk Schmodown? Let's get ready to Schmodown! Alright, everybody. This is going to be a great episode. We have some fantastic matches to talk about. Uh, we have a round one tournament match between Haley Fouch and Ethan Irwin. And we also have the big main event, the title match between Paul Oyama and Jeff Snyder. So, uh, yeah, I think we just need to get right into things. I have a little bit of news to talk about. Uh, the Arizona live event that was scheduled for uh, September 14th which was, is this uh, upcoming Saturday, has officially been canceled. But don't fret, there will still be a live event. Uh, Christian is turning this into a uh, another Schmodown throwdown. Uh, they will be retaining the same match card. It will just be a live in-studio event instead of uh, you know out in Arizona. They had some scheduling conflicts, so unfortunately they had to cancel that event. But we will still get to see... Uh, Chance Ellison versus William Bibiani, and the Wild Berries versus Late to the Party. So I am pretty excited for that. That happens this coming Saturday. Make sure to get uh, your live stream tickets right now at uh, theschmodownlive.com. You can head on over there. Also, uh, for those of you who listen to some of our other shows on this network, uh, we have a show called After Live. It is a Collider Live after show. Uh, the hosts on there are great. They talk about the week in Collider Live. They talk about stuff going on in their own lives. And this week, uh, they had on none other than Winston Marshall. You may know him uh, as a former member of World's Finest. Now he's out on his own. He used to be teamed up with Eric Zipper. He's also been on Collider Live quite a few times. He's comedian, actor, all-around great dude. Uh, so I'm going to play a little clip from uh, from the episode of After Live that he was on where they were talking a bit about the Schmodown. I figured that would be apropos for this episode. Uh, so check out uh, Winston Marshall on After Live talking about the Schmodown. When, when did you get involved with, like, when did you meet Christian and, and, the, and the crew there and Schmodown and all that? How did you get involved with everybody? Yeah. Um, so let's see. I want to say that my year anniversary was back this spring because I know Janine. Uh, I didn't realize that Janine's first day was the same day that me and Eric first did our Schmodown. Like, we both were newcomers on the same day, or the three of us were newcomers on the same day. Um, but a couple of weeks, maybe like a month and some change before that match, uh, a friend of mine, uh, named Cheyenne was like, Oh, I'm going to go watch this taping of this thing called the Schmodown. Uh, if you want to come with, and I just happened to have time off and I was like, all right, sure. I'll go. And I watched the match and I was like, this shit is crazy. I don't know what is going on, but this is <laughs> hilarious. And I actually did 
that's the funny thing. I actually did really well in the audience because uh, I people were just had their notepads out and they were writing their own individual answers just to see how they were doing. And I was like, oh, I actually didn't do too bad. Like, I think the first match that I watched uh, was Cody versus Lon Harris, the professor. And I want to say that my final score on that particular match was like 22. And like, nice. I was just like, huh, maybe I should like talk to whoever's about it. Like, this seems like fun. Like, it'd be a fun thing to do. And I just happened to meet Mark Ellis and Christian there. And, you know, they just saw me jib-jabbing with Cheyenne. And I met Jay because, uh, you know, black people have an affinity to just find each other and talk shit. So that <laughs> that that certainly started. And then from there, Christian was just like, yeah, you know, if, you, if you're interested in doing it, let me know. Uh, we connected from there. And I told him I wanted to do inner geekdom. He thought I said I wanted to do teams. And so he set me up for that team match. And I called Eric because he was the person I knew that knew more about movies than anybody in my life and you know the rest is history all right and uh if you are interested in hearing the rest of that conversation they talk about all kinds of other stuff uh, including uh comedy living in la uh, all kind all kinds of good stuff uh head on over to uh anchor right now and you can check out uh the episode of after Life. It's after live episode number 29 you can check that out right now all right, so uh, to get things started, they uh, had a pre-show that was available to everybody on uh, on YouTube uh, since this event dropped uh, initially uh, in August. Uh, they had Emma and Frank Janish hosting. I thought they did a really good job together. You know, they're uh, you know bantering back and forth. You know, interacting with the crowd. I th- it was a really good pre-show. Um, some of the biggest news really to come out of it, I thought, was uh, Emma firing Robert Meyer Burnett from his commissionership, which I thought was interesting. She says that now that she is back to being, you know, commissioner, uh, you know, he cannot be both a commissioner and a manager, and so she has fired him from his commissionership. Uh, he, she says, you know, unless he decides he wants to give up being a manager. But we will see what all goes down with this whole nuke situation that we saw uh, previously. Because, you know, he may not be the commissioner anymore, but he's got big plans. And he's he puts some stuff in motion, and I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, I also wanted to uh, talk about how they discussed the Marikonopic Dan Merle scene uh, and kind of what it would mean going forward. When I first saw that scene, I I, I mean, honestly, I got pretty excited because I, I love Mara and I was really excited that she's, you know, kind of going to be back. But, they, you know, they brought up the whole thing about, you know, is this a legit title shot? And Emma, you know, Emma brought up, you know, the whole stipulation to her and Mike's match was that if he won, she would be guaranteed an automatic rematch. And since she never cashed in that rematch, you know, there was never any stipulation as to a time frame or anything like that. So as far as, you know, we, as far as it seems, it is a legit claim and she can cash that in anytime she, you know, seemingly pleases. Um, the other thing that they brought up was the possibility of her joining the horseman. I thought that was really interesting, especially because of what's going on with uh, Brandon Hanna, we, we, you know, of which we really don't know. 
you know, he agreed to be in the Horsemen, but then all of a sudden he's agree he's signing a contract to join the family. So it's like, well, what, you know, what team are you on? Obviously, he can't be trusted. So I'd say get him the hell out of the Horsemen. He, you know, he don't need to be there. And I would love to see Mara come in, round things out with a with an inner geekdom player. I think that'd be fan. Fantastic. Uh, hop on to Twitter. It's at MovieBlogMerk. And let me know uh, what you guys thought of this pre-show uh, of uh, Emma's uh, firing of Robert Meyer Burnett and the whole Mara Kanopic, uh situation. Let me know. Use the hashtag TalkingSchmoDown. And, uh, yeah, let, let's talk about it. I'd love to hear what you guys think. All right, so we're going to get into match number one. It is Haley Fouch versus Ethan Irwin in a round one tournament match. Uh, at the opening of the show, Christian brought up a fan onto stage, which I thought was cool. Uh, Antonio Chavez and his girlfriend, uh, they asked them each a, a, a Schmodown-related question. But the best part of this is, uh, is that uh, Antonio proposed to his girlfriend right there on stage. Luckily, she did say yes. It, it was awesome, I gotta say. Obviously, it was planned. It wasn't like a... Because they made it seem like it was, oh, a random fan is going to get to come up on stage. It was it was obviously planned, which is fine. Uh, I just, it, it was really cool. I, I thought the whole thing was really, really cool to see um, this, uh, just, just on stage proposal. That was awesome. You know, huge fan, obviously he is. And uh, I don't know. I just thought that that was a great start to the, to the night. Uh, so getting into the match, uh, Haley comes out first. Followed by Ethan, who comes out with Janine. Uh, Jay apparently could not make it. So we get into round one. Uh, Ethan has a really good round here. He only misses uh, the final question. Uh, he, so he, he ends up with seven. But Haley really had a bit of a, of a, of a rough start to this round. You know, it, it wasn't until question number five that she really got, got rolling and started answering multiple questions. But, you know... By that point, it was a little too late. She, you know, only wound up with four points total for the round. Uh, so, you know, and round one ends seven to four. I mean, you expect that out of Ethan, you know, seven points. You know, you expect him to really be a powerhouse here. Haley, unfortunately, you know, I had high hopes. Um, I, I, yes, I will be, you know, honest. I did not pick her for the bracket, but there are plenty of people who I'd be fine with. If they broke my bracket. Because, you know, an interesting upset is way more fun to see. And I would have loved to have seen Haley really just, like, take it home here. But, unfortunately, this was not her game. Uh, so, we get into round two. For some reason, they didn't have the digital wheel up. I don't know what was going on. Uh, maybe something wrong with the program. I, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, because they they did not have their normal wheel, the little mini wheel. Uh, apparently, Christian was talking, I think it was on Collider Live, Christian was talking about how it's difficult, with even with that one, because you can't really pack it. You know, they have so much other stuff that they don't want to pack this mini wheel. So what he had done last time was he ordered a mini wheel and had it shipped to the, like, to the venue or, or something like that. And he doesn't want to, you know, have to do that all the time. Um, so, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Hopefully, they'll be able to figure out a better way to, uh, you know, have the the wheel with them at all times. Something. Uh, so, what they ended up having to do was 
uh, pull categories out of a hat. Uh, apparently, they were written on a, a torn up paper plate. <laughs> I thought that was pretty pretty funny. It must have been like real last minute because they couldn't get the thing up and running. So they uh, uh, or uh, Christian Rubacaba, since he, he does not go by cops or anymore, um, you came out with a hat and, and they and they picked from there. So Ethan was first, and he picked fantasy sci-fi, and he decided to stick with it. Uh, and he did real good this round. He, he got through all four of his questions, uh, only having to go to multiple choice once, which I'll be honest, I was shocked that he had to go to multiple choice on that ET question. Uh, I mean, hell, I got that question right. I was, I was, I was shocked that he had to go to multiple choice uh, on, on that one. Uh, but he did get two two points each on the rest of his questions, ending his portion of round one, 14 to four. Uh, you know, th- this is like I said, seven points in round one, seven points in round two. You know, this is the Ethan Irwin that we that we know. Getting he's only missed one question at the you know so far by this point in the game. So then it's Haley's turn. She goes. She picks Tom Cruise. Decides she does not want that. Puts it back in the hat. And repicks Tom Cruise, you know. So apparently it was meant to be uh, for her. Unfortunately, Tom Cruise was not a solid category, and that is the whole reason why she didn't want it in the first place. Uh, she only wound up. She did get three questions right, but she had to go to multiple choice on two of them, so she only wound up with four out of eight total points. Uh, she missed one question and allowed uh, Ethan to get a big two-point steal. Uh, ending round one, six, or ending round two, I should say, sixteen to eight in favor of Ethan. So she is down. So okay, at the end of round one, she was down by three points. That's not terrible. It's not great, but it's not terrible. At the end of round two, however, she is down by eight points, and that is like there's almost. I don't know. You'd have to talk to Frank Janis. I don't know if anybody has ever come back from a deficit that big. Uh, I feel like that is almost impossible. It's not impossible completely, but I feel like it is almost impossible to uh, to 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 win off of that, let alone to get past a TKO. And unfortunately for ha- for Haley, uh, she does not get past the TKO. She's only able to answer her three point question out of all of round three. Ending round three, 16 to 11, Ethan Irwin wins via a TKO and will go on to play either William Bibiani or Chance Ellison, of whom uh, will be facing one another this Saturday at the Schmodown Throwdown. Also, apparently, the Time Machine and the Scream Queens will face off in round one of the team's tournament. I don't know when this was announced. But they just kind of talked nonchalantly about it as if it had already been announced. I was like looking around. I couldn't find any announced uh, matches for the team's tournament. I didn't couldn't even find a date for when the team's tournament starts. All I know is that it starts in November. And I, so I was a little confused as to where this even came from. Was it a bit of a spoiler? Is it something I missed? I don't know. If somebody out there knows, is there did they release the bracket and I just don't, I didn't see it. Um, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at MovieBlogMerk, uh, hashtag TalkingSchmoDown. Let me know uh, what's going on with this team's tournament. Uh, and then they ended the show with a, well, they ended this match, this, this uh, video, I should say, 
uh, with a promo for Mark Ellis's hour-long stand-up special uh, called, I believe it's called Dog Stepfather. And I gotta say, it's coming out in November. I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, it looks really good. I've heard real good things about uh, Ellis's stand-up. I've never, unfortunately, never had the opportunity to see him live. But, you know, everything that we see from the Schmodown when he does, like, the, the intros to the live events and stuff like that, uh, he I think he's fantastic. You know, he's got a great energy. He's got a great uh, ear for comedy. And I'm really excited to see this special. So, at this point in the game, I am going to take a quick break. Uh, a couple of uh, promos, little promo ads that I want to play for you guys for some of the other shows that we have here on the network. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Jay Wade here to tell you about Afterlife, our unofficial Collider Live after show podcast that's like sitting in your living room on a Saturday night hanging with your friends. Sarah, Kaylin, Mike, and I talk about everything from Roxy being directionally challenged, Christian never having watched a thing, Darina's witchy, witchy ways, Makuga being scared of everything, to Yodi screaming that it's not a big fucking deal. Find us on Murk with a Movie Blog on all your podcasting platforms, including Anchor. Talk to you then. Hi everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years. As we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's names, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so we are back. Thank you for staying with me, and I hope you enjoyed those ads. Uh, you can check out those shows right here on the uh, Mark with a Movie Blog Podcast Network, uh, on Anchor, on uh, all the major podcast platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, all of them. I mean, there, there's a bunch now that we are on. I think like Breaker and Radio Public and stuff like that we're on now. So be sure to uh, hop onto whatever you use and check out uh, Talking Schmodown After Live and go get that rose. So we are get, heading into match number two, and that is Paul Oyama versus Jeff Snyder for the singles title. Uh, this was a hell of a match, I gotta say. Uh, so they start off the match with a video from Kaiser in his car. Uh, something that if you guys follow him on uh, like Facebook and Twitter and that, he posts uh, a lot of stuff. He does a lot of like little uh, videos from his car talking about stuff. And uh, so, again, doing it right here. Apparently, he uh, he missed his flight or, as he uh, claims, got kicked off. So he is not there for uh, to be, you know, be there for his boy, Paul Oyama, unfortunately. Um, I thought it was kind of funny that they, you know, they did this. Obviously, they, I mean, they didn't really need to explain why he wasn't there. They didn't, like, like, Jay Washington didn't play a video. They just said he couldn't be here. Okay, there it is. You know, he's working. Is what it is. Um, but I thought it was kind of interesting that they, uh, decided to do a little video. It does kind of fit for, like, kind of Kaiser's whole thing if, you know, him, Putting a video out there and doing all that stuff, it does actually kind of fit. So uh, I thought it was kind of entertaining. Um, so then Jeff comes out first with Roxy. Uh, I didn't realize this, but apparently 
uh, this is Jeff's first singles titles match. I didn't realize that. I hadn't hadn't thought about it, but that that's what they as what Christian said. Uh, this was Jeff's first singles title match, and uh, yeah, I think he did. He did. You know, I mean, he could have definitely done better, but I don't think that uh, it was a complete wash for him here. I thought he did pretty well, uh, especially t- you know considering what happens at the end of the match. So then Paul Oyama comes out next with a uh, fellow dungeon mate, uh, Kevin the Smasher Smets. Uh, so no Eric Zipper anywhere to be found. Who knows where his teammate is? I do not know. So we get into round number one, and Paul starts off real strong. Uh, he, you know, he seems like he's going on, on a run here, but he misses a couple of questions, which, you know, it happens. Uh, ends up with six. However, Snyder just has a really rough, rough round here. Uh, he kept second-guessing himself. Um, and how do you get that Shawshank Redemption question wrong? Like, come on, man. Friggin' Shaw. Me and you are the exact same age. Shawshank is like, I grew up with that fucking movie. And there's, no, I feel like there's no excuse why you didn't get that Shawshank question. G- get busy living or get busy dying. I mean, it's the most fucking, the most famous fucking line in that movie. And you're gonna, and you don't know it. Come on, Snyder. Get with it. I, I don't know what, what happened with that one. I don't know if you legitimately didn't know it or if that was one of the ones that you were second-guessing yourself. But, dude, come on. You're killing me here. You got to stop. First, you got to stop second-guessing yourself. Go with the gut. Always do it. Just go with the gut. So then we get into round number two. Uh, Paul defers. Uh, but before Jeff's able to pick uh, out of the hat, the wheel is all of a sudden working again. So they, they were able to get it working. Uh, I'm assuming they probably worked on it during uh, the match, the previous match, I, I, I guess. But uh, they did get it up and running. Jeff spun Pixar and decided to respin and landed on 80s movies. So this was an interesting uh, round, uh, to say the least. Uh, so Jeff got his first question, uh, his first two questions right. He went to multiple choice once. Um, his third question, though, uh, he went to multiple choice, missed it. Okay, Oyama got the question, but however, before Paul could answer, someone in the audience shouted out the answer. Um, Christian was originally going to just do like a full, like a total reset and re and and, and uh, like just ask a new question, like ask Jeff a new question, all this stuff. Uh, Paul challenged that total reset, saying that you know he had the opportunity to answer his question, and he got it wrong. But because of the person shouting out uh, the answer, Paul was not able to get the points for that question that he answered. So they deliberated and decided that uh, they would just ask Paul uh, a new question, uh, which I think is fair. I thought that was definitely fair. Uh, Paul missed it, though, uh, and, and even Jeff apologized to Paul because... That whole situation was bullshit. You know, these fans, like, I understand you're there and you're excited and all this stuff, but you should know how this game works. And they tell you, I know for a fact that they tell you, uh, do not shout out answers. Keep them to yourself. You know, that you just don't do it. 
Uh, Christian was not happy. He he legit looked at the person and told them that if it happened again, that they would be uh, ejected from the arena. They would be kicked out. Um, I and you know what? That's totally fair because it was bullshit. Like realistically, if it hadn't been for that, Paul would have gotten that that answer, and there would be no uh, a sudden death as we saw later on. You know, he would have just straight up won right then and there. So, you know, that could have theoretically cost him the match. You know, think about that. A fan could have almost cost Paul Oyama his title. That's insane to think about, you know, because he had that question right. You know, he knew the answer, but then they had to ask him a new question and he didn't know the answer to that one. And that almost cost him the match. That's insane to think about. So everybody out there, if you're going to these live events, you gotta keep. You can't be shouting out these answers. You gotta keep it to yourself. Uh, Jeff went on to answer his fourth question, uh, getting a total of five points out of his uh, possible eight, uh, ending ro- his portion of round one six to nine in favor of Jeff. Uh, so then Paul, it's his turn. He spins. Uh, they had a new piece on the wheel called Spin Again. Uh, I'm assuming they just didn't, for some weird reason, didn't have enough categories or something. I, I don't know what was going on with that. But uh, they had a spin again, so he spun again. And then landed on opponent's choice. And Jeff gave him sports movies. And he doesn't do great. He does okay. Gets five points total. Misses one and allows Jeff to get a one-point steal. So uh, the end of round two is 11-10 to 10 in favor of Paul. Which, you know what? Kudos to Jeff. He made up some ground here. Uh, he went from a two-point deficit to a one-point deficit. Hey, I thought that, you know I thought that was good. Getting that steal, that was, that was key uh, for Jeff there. So then we get into round three, which is the betting round. And this was another interesting round. Uh, they, uh, Paul spun the category, lands on Spinner's Choice, and he picks Harry Potter, knowing that that is a category that Jeff is extremely weak in. He decides to cap, try and capitalize on that and go for Harry Potter. Uh, the question was, who plays uh, the famous wand maker, uh, Mr. Ollivander? Paul uh, gets this one right after betting three points. Uh, and Jeff, unfortunately, does not get this one right. Now, originally, Jeff was talking about betting zero points. He even asked. He's like, can I can I bet zero? And they said yes. Uh, I have a feeling Roxy might have convinced him, unfortunately, to just wager one point. I mean, you know, sometimes you want to, you know, if you do get it right, at least, it, you know, you get that extra point and it's just a point, you'd think. But that one point, because he got it wrong and he loses that one point, that one point literally cost him the match. If he had wagered zero, like he was originally talking, Jeff Snyder would have walked out of this match as the champion. Uh, so round three ends 14 to nine in favor of uh, uh, Paul. Th- this is the round that really fucked Snyder. It really did. Um, round four comes up. Uh, Paul buzzes in and uh, misses the answer. Then we go to the second one, and nobody decides. I I believe the question was, which 
Uh, eye has an eye patch. Which of Kubo's eye has an eye patch or something like that? And like it's a 50-50 shot, you know, either left or right. And they both just sat there. They're like, nah, we're not buzzing in on this because literally it's a 50-50 shot, but you lose points here when you miss. So, uh, so then for the remainder of these questions, Paul wound up with two, Jeff with one. So it really it just evened everything out. Uh, you know, the five point deficit remained. It was fifteen to ten at the end of round four. Going into the final round with a five point deficit is not where you want to be. That almost always spells doom. However, Jeff was able to answer both his two and three point questions, tying up the game. And then from there on, nobody else, nobody was able to get their questions right. Uh, Jeff missed his five, and Paul missed. All three of his round five questions. This is something I did not see coming. When it came down to it, I was like, man, it's tied. All Paul needs to do is answer one fucking question. He, he's going to win. It, you know, it, it, it's what's going to happen. And he did not answer a single question. So Jeff was still in this game. You know, 15 to 15 at the end of round five, and they go into sudden death. But like I was saying, if that fan had not interrupted, had not shouted out an answer, Paul would have gotten that point, and it would have been 16-5 to right here at the end of round 5. If Jeff had only wagered 0, if he had stuck to it, you know, uh, listened to his gut and wagered 0 instead of wagering 1, it would have been... 16 to 15 in favor of Jeff, and Jeff would be the champion at the end of round five. There would be no sudden death. So they both got kind of screwed, really, uh, when it came to, to, to uh, you know, winning. They were really close, both of them. Uh, and unfortunately for Jeff, Paul Oyama was able to uh, get the very first sudden death question correct whereas Jeff was not and Paul Oyama retained his title in sudden death 16 to 15 apparently he is now the only competitor to go 6 and 0 oh, that is impressive i may not like Paul Oyama i i've been very vocal about this throughout my episodes if you guys have been listening for a while you know i am not a fan of this kid however i do have to say that I respect what he's doing. He, he, you know, he's, he's, he says he's gonna do stuff like this, and he does it. He, he he's six and zero. Oh. No one else has done that, and that is impressive. So whether I like him or not, kudos, man, congratulations. You know, uh, I can't completely say you deserve it, but you earned it, and uh, we'll see if you can hold on to it. So after the post-interviews, Tom Dagnino came out and presented a video. Um, This is actually where the whole Dan Merle cashing in the title shot for the Founding Fathers versus Corruption uh, in Orlando thing came from. I talked about it last week because I believe that night, uh, Christian like put it out there. He even said that you know they they weren't gonna they weren't gonna hold this one back. Um, So like at minimum, it was like Sunday that. It was out there. They had a poster for, it, and it was out on Twitter and whatnot. And I and I knew about it then. Um, and so I talked about it. I know on last week's episode 
that they were going to be doing this match. So this is where that uh, announcement came from. And it was cool to see. Uh, Dan just got up there. I guess he was at work. Uh, you know, just hand, you know, handheld cam, probably using his phone or something. And just announced that they were cashing in. Founding Fathers versus Corruption in Orlando at a live event. Because apparently, Corruption was all jealous and mad that uh, that uh, Founding Fathers got to do the live event. And they didn't. So And so now they get the chance. So, But that really, that wraps everything up for uh, this episode of Talking Schmodown. Episode 30. Man, 30 episodes in. I, I, I love doing this show. I, I love being able to talk about the Schmodown, something that I... I'm so grateful that it's in my life. Uh, I, I got into the Schmodown during se- like right at the beginning of season three with that Dan Merle and John Campion match, and have loved it ever since. And I'm so thankful that I'm able to share my thoughts and my love with all of you out there. Uh, so thank you again for for sticking with me uh, for over these thirty episodes. Uh, coming up next week, we have uh, some more round one. Uh, matches in the uh, Ultimate Schmodown Singles Tournament. It continues with Lon Harris versus Paul Preston, number two, and John Roca versus Rachel Silvestrini. Will brackets be broken next week? Who knows? We'll have to wait and find out. Uh, also coming soon, we have, uh, like I said, September 14th, this coming Saturday, the Schmodown Throwdown, which is uh, Chance Ellison versus William Bibiani. And the Wildberries versus Late to the Party. Also on October 19th, we have the Orlando Live Show. Uh, two five-round matches. Founding Fathers versus Corruption for the team titles. As well as the final round of the Ultimate Schmodown Singles Tournament. Uh, then in November, the Ultimate Schmodown Teams Tournament begins. And on December 7th, the Schmodown Spectacular takes place. This is going to be a wild ride to the end of Season 6, the end of the Magic Season. So be sure to buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy one. And uh, I'm interested to hear what you guys think about what's coming up uh, down the road. So be sure to head on over to all my social media platforms. I'm on Facebook and YouTube at Merc with the Movie Blog. And on Twitter and Instagram at Movie Blog Merc. Please hit me up there. Use the hashtag Talkin' Schmodown, T-A-L-K-I-N, Schmodown. Uh, I, you know, I'll answer any questions you got. And uh, if you want some uh, questions answered, questions or comments uh, on the actual show, head on over to Anchor, and you can actually record and send a uh, uh, video or uh, an audio message, a voice message, I think they call them, on Anchor straight to me, and I will put them on the show. If you have a question, comment, concern, you let me know. Again, that's Twitter at MovieBlogMerc, and uh, I'm on Anchor, anchor.fm slash MovieBlogMerc. Once again, I am Josh the Merc Rainer, and this has been episode 30 of Talkin' Schmodown. Thank you so much for joining me, and as I like to end every episode of this show, we have been talking. Schmodown. Catch you next time.